Young Preneurs Podcast, episode number 143 with your host Victor Ahipini. What's up world, another day, another podcast and today I have Ali Bursko on the show. She's a local from Brisbane where I live and we are going to dive pretty deep into her business and how it's become a successful six-figure business uh, where she's gone from being a call center worker to a personal trainer uh, and built that up to a six-figure business was able to sell it and now how she's helping others do the same in their businesses she helps people with their mindset and their business strategy on a whole lot of different levels from low all the way up to high and you know that I often call out uh, business coaches because they are often not walking the walk or haven't walked the walk they've just learned from somebody how to teach what they just learned and how to teach that to somebody else and uh, it's, it can be a bit of a dodgy world but Ali is definitely not that and it was awesome to be able to uh, find out a lot more personally about her uh, for me personally and uh, there's a lot a lot of value, of value in there. As usual all the show notes and previous episodes are over at PassiveIncomeYoung.com you can also pick up how to start your own online business and for uh, I've got four free videos on there for you to dive into. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you jump over to iTunes, leave a rating and review. It helps this show get out to more people and see the value that our guests and hopefully myself at times are bringing to you. Grab a pen and paper, there's a ton of value. And in the meantime, guys, keep living life on your own terms. You're listening to the Youngpreneurs Podcast, the number one resource online for under 35 year olds where we chat twice a week to the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the world. We have it all. If you're looking for inspiration, guidance, or actionable tips to help you transition from that job into a business, or if you're ready to take that business to a whole new level, then this is the place to be. Get ready to live life on your own terms. Youngpreneurs, welcome to another episode of the Youngpreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Victor Ahipeni, and I'm proud that and thankful that you have chosen to spend some time with myself and my awesome guest today, Ali Bursko, and she is a business and mindset coach, and I'm sure many of you are going, uh-oh, what's going on here, Victor? You always bag business and mindset coaches on, on your show, uh, but don't worry, I have, I have uh, thoroughly vetted Ali, she uh, mainly through having beers, and uh, <laughs> we 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 broke through a few barriers, and uh, we we both very share the same mindset that uh, yeah, you wanted to walk the walk and talk the talk, not just uh, be that person who hasn't. So, welcome to the show, and it's awesome to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, especially if you don't normally like people like me. <laughs> no, no, it's not like you. I just uh, I, I like to make sure people actually have runs on the board before they uh, before they come out here, and they're not just coaches who are coaching coaches to be coaches. Um, yeah, that have never had a business before. Exactly. So on on that point, give us a bit of a background. What was 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 growing up? Was entrepreneurship always destined on the cards? Was that always going to be what you were going to do or did it come across randomly? Yeah, so I actually, from when I was little, ever since I can remember, like when I was about three, I wanted to be a teacher, primary school teacher. And I actually went to uni to study teaching for special education. Um, and I ended up dropping out because I was a bit of a party girl and I got into some trouble. And so I didn't end up finishing my degree. 
And I was, I was devastated at the time. I was heartbroken. But my mum said, you'll end up teaching anyway, you know, and, and I am. It's just in a different way than what I thought and much better than being a primary school teacher anyway. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I crack up about is um, my accounting teacher at school said I should be a teacher because I like the sound of my own voice. But that was, that was, that was just before he used to kick me out of class. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it was usually for, usually for too much talking. I think I always got detention for talking too much and I um I was always called bossy when I was little as well. I actually I actually used to put my hand over my sister's mouth when she tried to talk because I have to talk. <laughs> I've got something to say, not you. Yeah. Uh, and so after the teaching, what was the kind of like where do you where do you go from there? How do you I guess first off bounce back from being devastated that you can't be a teacher anymore. And um, I, c- I can relate. I partied too hard at uni and took me an extra year to become a, a physio and, um, and so- same sort of thing. But yeah, there's the devastation. And then, I mean, I probably should have pulled the pin on it then, but didn't. So what, where did you go from there? So at the same time that I was at uni and partying, I I'd managed to get high distinctions and I was partying like three or four times a week and I was working 25 hours a week. <laughs> and so I don't know how. I think you can just do that when you're young. Um, but I was working in call centres from when I was 19. So I worked in call centres for five years um, in a range of different roles. Um, and I, I actually got some really good um, skills from that, sales and, and marketing skills and the different roles that I had. And then when I actually went and lived overseas in England where I was born um, for a year in 2008-2009 and when I was there I met my my partner and um, I actually fell pregnant after I'd only known him for like two months and I was hitchhiking through Portugal and Spain when I found out and um, that just changed everything and he ended up following me back to Australia he's Portuguese and you know, being pregnant, I, I came back, worked in a call center again, but I realized I didn't want to be working 40 hours a week, making $500 a week yeah. and to put my child in daycare full time. I, I thought, and, and not bagging out anyone who has to do this or, or wants to do that. But for me, I felt what's the point in having a kid if I was going to do that and not yeah. be, yeah. So I ended up, um, I put on a lot of weight. I put on 20 kilos in pregnancy and I looked around after I had my daughter for um, like a boot camp for mums that wasn't some bitchy, clicky thing um, and where I could lose the weight and I couldn't find it. And so I ended up losing 29 kilos in seven months after having my daughter by myself. Uh, and I created what I'd wanted for myself, uh, mums boot camps with an awesome community with babysitting included um, to kind of, because of my own journey, plus filling that gap in the market that I'd found as well. And that was my first business. Nice. And how did you evolve it from, or did you evolve it from you being the business to it being a business? Yeah, um, probably not in that business, but after that. So I ran that business for two years um, and I took that to like 200K in under two years. And um, I, I invested in a mentor early on. So they really helped me. Plus, just I've I've been living on Centrelink actually, in between finishing at the call centre and starting my business, 
and I just wanted to create a better life and lifestyle for myself and my family. And so that was my driver. That was like my push to, um, yeah, just create something better. And, um, and I did stupid stuff as well. Like I was making sales calls when I was in labor with my second kid. (laughs) That was my attitude at the time, you know, that hustle mentality. (laughs) And so I actually ended up selling that business after two years. And in that second year, once after I'd, after I'd made at least a hundred grand in my business, that was only after that I started coaching people because I wanted to have, you know, that, that um, credibility behind me and results behind me before I started giving other people advice. So what were the critical things that differentiated? Like, yeah, you found your niche on the kind of the mums and bubs type thing with the daycare. Was that your main differentiator in that whole sphere? Because it's like, ultra competitive like who wants to be a personal trainer these days as in like you know you want to be one cool you know pay us enough money and come and sit with us for six weeks or do it online or do whatever the hell you want um and you can come out and so there's you know there's such a a variation of skill levels but like we both know your skills and ability don't determine how much money you make you can be the smartest trainer in the world but charge 50 bucks an hour and just be living on not a lot so how did you differentiate yourself and how did you make money yeah so i think there's like three three types of people really there's the trainers who aren't good (laughs) and so they won't do very well um there's the trainers that that are good that you just mentioned they're they're really really good at what they do but they have no idea about business and then the third is someone who's good at what they do and good at business. And they've worked on the business strategy and learned about business, but also worked on their own mindset and own personal development so that they can charge what they're worth. And they, um, yeah, and, and that's what I did really. I was that third one where, I, you know, there's probably a lot of other trainers who were so much better than me and more knowledgeable than me. But I had the, I was a, I was a good trainer and a good person who, um, actually cared about the people I was helping and showed them that and really built an amazing community through not just showing up to sessions, but they had an online program included. They had a Facebook group. We had monthly prizes for mum of the month. We had monthly outings. We, we did a whole heap of cool stuff. Um, plus, I'd invested in myself heavily in business mentors like coaching and personal development and working on my mindset so that I could continue stepping up in business as well. How did you transition to a sale of the business? Like, was that an easy thing? Was it just, here's the numbers or like, cause I mean, you, you were the intangible kind of in the, in the business that you know, yeah. it's hard to, hard to rip. Like I just, I just know having dealt with a lot of the health professionals or just people in general, mm-hmm. like, you've got a hustle mentality. You, you, you're doing sales call as you're finding out the gender of your baby. Oh, it's a girl or a boy. It's a, oh yeah, cool. So uh, I'll, I'll close you on that. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, there's that, there's that, that a person who goes, cool, I'm going to buy the successful business and ergo, I'm going to be successful. Whereas that's not the case. So how did, how did that go about the, the whole sales process? Yeah. So that second year of business, I was pregnant again and I was putting a lot of systems and automation and structure in place um, so that I could step away from the business. I I wasn't planning to sell it at that stage, 
but so that I could take a little bit of time off. Yep. And so that worked really well in being able to sell it because it was there was structure there. Um, the person I sold it to was one of my trainers. So she already knew the clients. They knew her. She had a vested interest in the business. Um, I didn't sell it for very much, but I, I know in that kind of industry, um, it's very uncommon to sell a boot camp. You know, yeah. you have to have some kind of physical thing, like a gym, for example, to sell a business. So I ended up selling it to her. Um, the reason why, you know, I think it sold was because of her already being a part of the business, um, having those systems in place and having an email list. Yeah. So, I sold her, like, if I had a really small email list, I don't think she would have bought it because all of my clients could have left, you know. they you As soon as you sell a business, you've got nothing to say, well, they're going to stay or not. Yep. So I gave, I sold her a list with it of about 3,500 people that if anyone did leave, she could get on the phone and sell those people. Yep. Um, unfortunately, she ran it into the ground because she thought, oh, Ellie's run this really amazing thing and everyone loves her and, and it's an amazing business, but she didn't have the, the personal development, the marketing, the business kind of mentality that I had. So she ended up getting rid of it. Yeah, and you can only do so much about that anyway on your side of things. I mean, that's yeah. what I mean. It's like you can you can set it up to sell and that's that's all you can do. Like, yeah. you know, as long as you're not se- selling them snake oil on the other end, which obviously you weren't. And it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's up to it's up to them to make it work and grow and work for them. Exactly. So you transitioned into the into the coaching sphere. Um, how how was the transition with that? Had you already been doing it or? Yeah, so I'd already been doing it. Um, I actually, when I sold that business, I still did some fitness stuff for another couple of years. And so I was running two businesses at once, so coaching and fitness. But with the fitness, I kind of, I was holding myself back and playing it small. Um, I didn't have many clients because I'd I'd kind of been burnt before. I was like, I'm tired. My mentors had kind of kicked me to the curb and treated me like crap. And I just had all these kind of limiting beliefs. And I'm like, oh, if I keep things small, then I'm not going to have to deal with this crap anymore. But it doesn't work like that anyway. stuff um and so i kind of kept myself really small for a couple of years um and i was running the two businesses and i couldn't decide between the two and then eventually i looked at things logically and i was like okay the fitness business is what i'm putting more energy into but i'm making hardly any money from it um the business coaching i'm making good money from and i'm not even doing any marketing or any effort into it at all so maybe i should focus on that um from like a logical perspective and so i ended up getting rid of the fitness business and this is probably like end of 2014 and um I started getting a good mindset again, taking my business seriously again, ended up tripling my business in three months. And, um, and, and since then I've just gone like, yeah, gone crazy. I, you know, I had a mentor I didn't really gel with in 2014. Plus I was in a bad mindset, can't blame anyone else. And so I'd gone from, you know, having big weeks to making only four grand a month by the end of 2014 yeah and so it's really really improved since end of 2014 to now um not just money wise but just really living life the way that i want to and um 
like what you kind of touched on before, not attaching my identity to my business as well, um, allowing team to step in, allowing systems and automation in place so I have more time off than I ever have and being able to focus on, you know, the bigger picture as well. So what does your team look like at the moment? Um, so, well, I've just got rid of one actually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, which is never easy. Um, but I've got, so I've got an assistant. I had two assistants. One of them was doing film and photography and graphic design and stuff. Um, I've just got one assistant now. Um, I have a guy who also does some coaching and sales for me. Um, and then I just have people on a contract kind of basis. So if I need a sales page written, I'll contract some, my friend to, to write that for me because she's awesome at copywriting. Yeah. Um, I contract a guy for Facebook ad stuff when I do that. I'm about to contract a guy for film and photography moving forwards. Instead of paying someone a weekly full-time wage, I'm going to get him to fly up to Brisbane, you know, twice a year and just do a heap of filming for me. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I love, I love kind of delving in, not into the nitty gritty of the marketing, but when you're first transitioning into the business coaching side of things, how did people find you? Like, were you, were you marketing yourself? Was it, you know, naturally a few people have heard that you'd done all right or like, yeah, what was, what kind of kicked that off? And then what does it look like now? What does your funnel, I guess, look like? Yeah. So I'm quite different to a lot of people in that, you know, there's a lot of coaches and a lot of people in this industry that are all about Facebook ads and funnels and lead generation and all that stuff. Most of mine is organic and it, and it always has been. Um, so when I started, it was literally, um, I used to be in this Facebook group that had a heap of personal trainers in it and I just started connecting with people in there. And so a lot of it started from just word of mouth and then I would get clients really amazing results and then they would refer people. Um, so a lot of it still comes from that. And the rest of it now comes from like organic marketing, really just putting up content on a regular basis, connecting with people, referrals. I do do Facebook ads every now and again, but not, not very often. Um, I'm about to fitness expo um, this weekend coming up. But, yeah, I don't really do much paid marketing. Most of it is just organic kind of content. And the biggest thing people say about me as well is that I'm really authentic. I'm not fake. I just tell it like it is. I'm really open and honest. And I say things that most people aren't willing to say because, you know, there's a lot of ego out there. There's a lot of people faking it and pretending that they're just or just showing the highlight reel, you know. <laughs> I'll share my struggles. I'll share the things that I... Um, that are going wrong as well as the things that are that are going good. Not to rant or moan or be negative, but to show people that, you know, don't put other people up on a pedestal because you think that they're doing amazing because everyone has bad stuff going on as well as the good stuff. It's It's absolutely crazy what perception is. Mm. of by people like i yeah. was i was back home i was catching up with some friends and they're like oh so you're a millionaire yet <laughs> <laughs> no i'm like let's let's break let's break that down there's twenty thousand dollars a week that i'm that i'm that i'm earning no I, like i'm not in like just from and I, i'm the same i don't try and be like hey everyone i'm you know 
I'm freaking sipping daiquiris on the beach all day, every day, you know, laptop lifestyle and all that kind of carry yeah. on. But yeah. it's perception of putting yourself out there that people are like, oh, wow. But yeah, at the same time, it's, it's finding that fine line between being a complainer and putting your blame onto other people for your, not yeah. other people, but, you know, writing something that like, hey, this happened and this is what I learned from it. Yeah, yeah, and this is how I'm moving on from it and shit happens. You know, this is the real life of business and entrepreneurship and hey, yeah. guess what? I blew ten grand doing this and you know, that's why I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Here's a here's a word of warning. And but whereas when people come out and say, Oh, hey, I made ten grand, you know, this week, life's life's peachy yeah. and then they don't talk about the last six weeks where they made, you know, six hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. And it's and most of the time when they're saying like, "Oh, I made a hundred grand this month," and it's like they've made a few big sales that are going to be paid off over the next twelve months. It's like that's not cash in the bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until they decide to not pay you, the business goes yeah, insolvent. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, and I mean, I think people appreciate not necessarily not being sold to, just being sold to when they're ready. If that makes sense, like you know. Yeah the sales funnels and things are great and you know they work and it's a matter of putting stuff out there and people going yeah i know like like the no like and trust kind of the formula but then when you're like hey i've got two spots only like literally i've only got two spots people are like okay i want those two spots i've seen these results and so if you if you were to give us over the last two months um, your coolest story from one of your students what would it what would it be um that's a good question uh so I've got one client who she's just amazing she's been with me for just over a year now and she's in England she's got an acting academy in England um so I started out just with personal trainers now I've expanded to to different kind of industries as well and um, when she started with me, she was losing 1,700 pounds a month. And now she's making uh, 12,000 pounds a month, which is around $20,000. Um, and not only that, but she's, um, her, like, she's got amazing things. Like she, she was on stage speaking recently. She got like 1,800 leads from having a stand there when she was speaking. Um, she has like starred in films and been on TV and had interviews with like really, really big names and things like that. Been on a panel of speakers where she was one of the speakers and there was people from the BBC and people who'd won awards and stuff and um, just created an amazing tribe of, of clients. Um Plus, recently, just over the last few days, actually, um, her husband's actually come out as transgender. And so over the last few days, like this happened a few months or so ago, over the last few days, she's gotten on national TV in England. She's been in the papers. She's, um, she's actually turned down certain interviews because it, didn't, it wasn't the right representation for her. And... Um, she's really kind of stepping it up in a, in a big way, even though it's not necessarily about her business. All these people are now flocking to her because they want her to help them in like, you know, just standing out and being yourself. Yeah. And so 
I actually took not only her but her husband through um, when he first came out a few months or so ago, I took them through a mindset course and I helped him in particular be okay with um, be okay with who he is, you know. And um, both of them went through it and both of them are now able to deal with, you know, stuff from their past and stuff from their present so much better than, you know, anyone would be able to because of the work that they've done on themselves. Yeah. And it's, it's such a mindset stuff is such a hard thing to explain to Mm. those who are ignorant to it. I mean, ignorant in a nice way. You know, like your average Joe blogs. Like I I went to one of Tony Robbins events a while ago with one of my friends and he said like, he couldn't get over when he was in his office like all these people who had no idea who Tony Robbins was. Yeah. And then he's like, oh yeah, I went to one of his things for four days and they're like, oh, did you get brainwashed or did you like, you know, they're just, they've got these preconceived notions of what it's like. Whereas like, yeah, you know, I try and say to people like, can you just please go to Tony Robbins? Like, can you just, can you just go to him? Yeah. Just walk in there. I don't need to explain any of it. all. just go on with an open mind and sit there. Cause the amount of people I know who have been sent by people and they've just sit there and going, you know, they see all the crazy happy clappies at the start on the first yeah. day and then by day four they're a bloody happy clappy and but <laughs> the the transitions that you can make with mindset when you're getting the right tools to do it is just it's yeah. just huge. And I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'm like everybody else that you're always working through different things and on a different yeah. when you go to another level you're dealing with, with other things, but it's being consciously not competent, but consciously aware self-aware yeah. that yeah. yeah i probably need some work on it and it's um so that's that's an absolutely awesome story of i guess for those out there going yeah okay yeah she improved her money significantly but it's also mm-hmm. yeah you i'm sure you can test the, te, you can be testament that money to a degree makes you happy and then it like you know a lot of people a lot of people struggle with that whole you know above 70 grand money doesn't make you any happy everyone's like oh, i bet you i'd be happy but like literally it it won't it just means you yeah. have one less stress to worry about but then you've if you're yeah. making five hundred thousand dollars a year you've got other stuff to worry about you still got to have relationships and time and happiness and you know totally. um got more worries yeah <laughs> exactly you're just like oh okay i don't have to worry about where rent or the mortgage is coming from or the car repayments coming from this week but yeah. I also have to worry where seven people's incomes are coming from this week and yeah. uh, how yeah. my business is going to grow and survive and, and yeah. stay and how am I going to be happy and have a good relationship and all the other things that others have to worry about as well. So yeah. um, that's, that's happened to me a lot lately. Like I, I've just had so much stress and it's like, it's hard when I found that I've, as I've been kind of stepping up over the last few months, even, um, like when you're in that leadership position and you're the strong kind of one for a lot of other people and people look up to you and you're a coach as well and helping people sometimes like you want to have a bad day or you want to have a cry and it's yeah. like well yeah and I've had I've had a lot of stress with different things going on in my business um I also had my US visa wasn't approved and I'm supposed to be flying next week so it's been a lot of stress but it you know 
when you do do that mindset work on yourself, it's a testament to my mindset that I have been able to cope with all these stresses and still have some of my biggest months ever in business and, you know, um, and still have time out for myself and time with my kids and stuff like that as well. So, so with your, going back to your business, with your business, what does it look like to work with you? Like, is it different levels to, you know, can everybody work with you? Like how, how does it kind of work? Cause you've obviously, you know, time's scarce and we've only got so much time. So yeah, how to, how to, if people, this isn't necessarily the sales pitch, but yeah, you know, yeah. what, what does it look like to work with you? Yeah. So yeah, I do have different levels and like I said before, I initially started with just personal trainers, then expanded to coaches. I've expanded a little bit outside of that now as well. So like I have one guy who runs an adult entertainment business. So like stripping and life drawing and stuff like that, which normally I wouldn't take someone like that on, but we just connected really well at um, Kerwin Ray's event last year, actually. And um, I, I just saw a lot of potential in him and wanted to help him. I've got another guy um, who like sells mo- motorbikes and does custom made motorbikes. Um, so it's more like, Sometimes it might be the particular business, but sometimes it's just like I've got to gel with them on a personality level and they've got to have goals that I, um, I see the, um, the purpose in as well yeah. um, and that I get excited about. Um, but with the different levels, so I like have my low end, which is mainly online. There's group calls. There's a membership site. There's, um, it's a really, really awesome community, but that's really good for people who, you know, maybe are just starting out or don't have good cash flow. So it's not like, yeah, spend thousands and thousands of dollars. They can actually start somewhere. Um, I have a mid-level program, which is called Six Figure System, um, and that's really um, just a deeper kind of understanding of stuff. They get the exact copy and Facebook ads um, and things like that, just step-by-step more detail than my lower end. Um, and it has like group calls every week and a two-day event as well. And then I have my high end, which is my VIP. And the way that this works really well as well is that, you know, people will step up from my low end to my mid-level. And then from the mid-level, they're all raving about it to the people in the low end. So then it just sells itself now because yeah. they've got amazing results. Um, like one of them, she's 58-year-old grandma who has a studio in rural New South Wales. She made $10,600 in four days. <laughs> she's first time ever making sales calls. And she's like, oh, I like sales calls. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, people just hear that and they, they're like, oh, I want to do six figure. And then from six figure, like people have to have done six figure to join my VIP. Yeah. I'm not going to just take tens of thousands, you know, of dollars from someone if, if I don't think they're in the right space or that they can't afford it or that they haven't done the basics first. Um, or it's going to put them under financial stress and then as soon as you take money off people of that point where it puts them under financial stress the expectations that they have from you go exponentially higher like you take ten thousand dollars of somebody who's making two hundred thousand dollars a year and it's not as significant it's not the difference between if they've got making their payments or can grow their business you yeah. take it off someone who's making sixty thousand dollars a year and they've got a family yeah. and all of a sudden they expect you to take you to personally take them yeah to to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year in the next month yeah, and yeah. <laughs> it's um yeah I, I i can only imagine it 
creates a hell of a lot more stress and worries, which is, yeah. I think, it, I think it's pretty cool. I know someone now, I can't remember who it was that I heard, maybe it was Ramit Sethi, the uh, American dude. I will teach you how to be, make, uh, I will teach you to be rich or something. He's got some real corny thing, but he's, he's pretty well respected in the, in the, in the kind of money mindset world or money world. Um, but he, for his high level things, he makes people show them bank account details yeah. to to say, you know, are you making enough to to do this? Because he, he doesn't care about the refund rates. He just cares about the, you know, you need to do my $500 course, not my $5,000 course. Yeah, exactly. That's like it, with my VIP. They've got to be making 10 grand a month to yep. do VIP and they have, have to have done six figure. And with six figure, they get, I had one girl got, results within three weeks that were her 12 month goals. Yeah. So they, they naturally want to jump up because they're, they're getting amazing results and they want to keep moving forward. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and everyone wants the magic bullet. Mm. Like if I give you more money, that equals more results, Yeah. which to a degree it does. But yeah. if you haven't got a foundation and you're trying to go from zero yeah. to a hundred, it's not going to work. It's like, yeah, if you hire a high level online marketing guy, if he's like, Oh, have you got your lead magnet sorted and your email campaigns and your copy and your whatever? Oh no, I haven't got any of that. I don't even know how to do that. I thought you'd do that with my yeah. Facebook ads. And then they're like, um, no, we do your Facebook ads. And yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's that yeah zero to a hundred mentality. But I mean, there's yeah. obviously a lot of shortcuts and that's why you get a coach. That's why yeah. you, that's why you pay someone. So you can get $10,400 in four days instead of, yeah four months and, and to be completely honest they might even get slower um growth in money wise in vip than because that's the 12 month program than in six figure which is a 10 week program because the six figure is all about okay let's take you from making maybe a few grand a month to that 10 grand a month and i think i've done it so many times now getting to 10k a month is pretty easy now um like helping someone get there yep. but then if, when you reach 10K, what I've found, and this happened for me and for a lot of clients, it's not really about the money anymore. Because like we were talking about before, you've got your bills paid. You're, you're putting money in savings every week. You've got an awesome lifestyle. Then it becomes maybe, yeah, maybe we will get you to from 10 to 20 or 30K or whatever the goal is. But it's then about putting team in, putting systems in place, making a contribution, working on your mindset. Um, maybe having actually having a life rather than just mm. hustling all the time, you know, it becomes much more than that. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is, you know, when you can have the coach and learn when you need to hustle and why you're hustling. Mm. Cause I, I see personally, like, I don't know, you walk down the street and you see these small business owners who are just working 14 hours a day to, stay afloat yeah. but they're not hustling for anything in particular they're, they're playing the hope game like yeah. if i stay open i like personal trainers are freaking the biggest example of this in the world like yeah. if i go into this gym and i'm training a few people i hope other people will randomly come up to me and say yeah can you train me too and they hope and they hope and they hope and they might get a few clients but they have a few drop off and then that they, they never reach where they want to get to which to me is like you're sitting there going, oh, you know your stuff, but you don't know your stuff. You don't know yeah. your marketing and sales game and things yeah. like that. Or spending so, time on the wrong things as well. Yeah. They might, especially with online, like, 
so many people think online is the holy grail, but it's just as hard as building a face-to-face business. And so they sit there procrastinating on Facebook, watching funny cat videos or, Mm. you know, like going and watching some Gary Vee on YouTube or doing a little bit of work and then cleaning the house or, you know, and it's like, oh, I worked 15 hours today, but (laughs) you're productive. Yeah. yeah. And and that's that's the thing because at the moment I've got both. Like yeah. online stuff and offline stuff. Online's harder, man. Like yeah. on online is to to set everything up so that it gives you peace of mind mm. is just like like you're saying the procrastination. Like I, I'm working with another guy and we're setting up kind of four different funnels. It's got to be there's going to be about forty to fifty email sequences for each funnel. Yeah, and it's just like we've got templates and things to work off, but it's still like. I have to, I'm going to have to lock myself away from Wi-Fi and away from anything for like two days to even make a dent in them and start sitting like that. But a lot of that stuff also involved me learning a lot of stuff over the past to roll out these, to roll out these things. So yeah, it's thought of as the Holy grail because people were like, I make money while I sleep, Yeah. but it's all the times that you didn't sleep for the previous year or two that really takes you to get there yeah it is it is the awesome way if you can get things rolling in you know, yeah i mean yeah and, and that's where i kind of want to move just to, to you for the last last kind of few questions is what does your day look like now that you've kind of you've, you've got the three different systems that are working you know you've got something that's highly time leverageable and then you know less time leverageable and then obviously more one-on-one and small groups um yeah. what does your day look like so I've been ridiculous the last few weeks, but um, other than this kind of time, uh, I am a lot better with my time and taking time off. In saying that, I have still been taking most Thursdays off um, and most Saturdays and Sundays off as well. Um, most of my days are like I'll work on the business two days a week and I'll do little bits and pieces on other days as well, obviously, but two full days working with my assistant, working on the business. And that's like, you know, any marketing stuff, content, systems, um, like looking at the bigger picture and getting speaking gigs and booking in different things um, like that. Um, and then the other, I have two full days of um, calls every week as well. So that's like group calls, one-on-one calls and sales calls, which that will be less um, over the next few months because I've got this guy coming in helping me with that. Um, plus I'm going to start selling from webinars as well. So then I can leverage my time a bit more as well. Um, and yeah, like lately, I've, the reason it's been so busy lately is because I've had, um, VIP days and I've had speaking gigs and I've had, um, different events and things on. I'm in Sydney at the moment. I've got the fitness expo this weekend got to try and get this US visa um, because I'm going to Richard Branson's Island next week. Um, and so there's a lot of travel coming up, but I'm trying, I'm actually being a lot more organized. I'm a very spontaneous person, but I'm getting better. Um, and I'm being a lot more organized. So me and my assistant are actually planning like, you know, the next 12 months in advance. Okay. When are you doing your events? When are you doing VIP days? When am I running retreats? So I'm not clumping too much stuff all together and, um, and get burnt out, you know, Mm. and, um, and in that day as well, like not just business related, but I wake up every morning now 
And I used to, until recently, wake up every morning and just go, oh, I've got to get some work done or I've got to get back to my groups and stuff like that. Whereas now I wake up every morning and I exercise first thing. And that really helps me, um, you know, mentally and physically to deal with everything that's going on. And I've lost like seven and a half kilos in the last couple of months as well. Um, I go for a bush walk. I have all this bushland around me and I see the wallabies every morning or I might do some weights in the garage and that just really sets me up for the day. And then I'll, I'll finish a lot earlier in the afternoon um, than I used to and I'll spend time with the kids and I'll, we'll take weekends off and go, you know, go out and do something together. Yeah, nice. I mean, it, it seems like it's, it's heading towards your kind of ideal day like where where you're at yeah and that's the unfortunate thing when you are a spontaneous person like like, i can feel it's like oh shiny object oh yep that that's what i'm going for and then you're like oh but i was like now i've got i'm committed to this this and this i mean i've just started using a calendar on my phone that's how useless i am (laughs) like i'm like oh i've got too much stuff i need to remember now like yeah. I need to be putting all of this in and that way I can't over commit myself to things yeah. I shouldn't be. But uh, I, was, so- I was listening to a podcast the other day, actually a neuroscientist was saying we can only remember four things at one time. Yeah. 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 I'm <laughs> max maximum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I sit there. I'm like, having a conversation i forget what i'm talking about half halfway through it so yeah four four things would be huge for me um final final question which i'd just like to finish with book or resource that's really had a massive impact on you that you'd recommend um it can be more than one out out to others out to others listening yeah when i started out so um yeah when i started out i loved dan kennedy um and gary vaynerchuk his first book crush it um which was before anyone really knew him at the level he he is now, he was really speaking my language when I first started out in business six and a half years ago. Um, So yeah, those ones, any Gary Vee books are really good. Um, But now ones I've been reading recently, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks is really good. Um, And The Values Factor by Dr. John Demartini. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Yeah, yeah. And... um, there's an Oprah one as well, actually, that I really like called What I Know For Sure. And it's really nice around, like, mindset and, um, yeah, just, like, um, I guess just living life in a way that actually you're connected within yourself and you're con- contributing to the world as well. Mm. No, those are cool. We'll, we'll link all of those at my uh my assistant's gonna hate me for just letting you <laughs> but we'll link all of those at passiveincomeyoung.com where you can get that and all the other previous episodes um i'd just like to thank you welcome you to the youngpreneurs family it's been awesome yeah forward to following the journey catching up and uh you know watching you grow yeah cool thanks so much if people want to get in touch with you where can they go what can they do uh, they can connect with me on facebook so uh, my business page is Ellie Bursco, so is my personal page. They feel free to send me a friend request. Make sure you send a message though if you're sending a friend request, otherwise I won't accept you probably. Yeah. <laughs> Some random. Um, and um, yeah, those those are probably the best two places um, to connect with me. Cool. We'll link all of those in the show notes as well. Awesome. Yeah. All the best at your Sydney Expo this weekend. Hope it goes exceedingly well. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the Youngpreneurs Podcast. This was proudly brought to you by the Podcast Institute, the number one training resource to take your business from chasing leads to leads chasing you and from an absolute amateur to a full-blown authority. If you are looking to take your business to the next level, then a podcast is the obvious answer. You can get national and global exposure in a very fast time, and it's just exactly what I've done with this podcast. So if you want to find out more, get a checklist on how you can get started for under $60, and to find out more through a small training video that I've prepared for you all, then please check out Passive Income Young dot com forward slash podcast training.